Good morning and welcome to Citizen U. This is a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and with that your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm your third Wednesday host, Mari Roden. Supervisor Dan Jurdy hosts Citizen U on first Wednesdays. Today we will talk about trails trails for cyclists, pedestrians, hikers, and others that have been created or are being planned here in Mendocino County. I hope to touch not only on trails themselves, but also on their community benefits, which range from improving public health to stimulating our local economy. Perhaps there are detriments to trails too, but we can touch on those. While our conversation will focus on these efforts in the inland area of the county, I plan to open the phone lines at around 9.30, and I welcome comments from coastal listeners about what's going on there in trails. My guest this morning to discuss trails is Neil Davis. Neil is the founder and director of the Ukiah Valley Trail Group, which creates and maintains many miles of trails in the Ukiah Valley. He's also the former director of Walk and Bike Mendocino, a program of North Coast Opportunities that promotes walking and biking as a primary transportation choice in short-distance travel in Mendocino County. Neil is currently the director of community services for the city of Ukiah. Good morning, Neil. Good Thank morning. you for being with me in the studio this morning. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. Great. I'd like to start off by asking you about your professional background, your interests in trails, and what prompted you to form the Ukiah Valley Trail Group and Walk and Bike Mendocino. Um, sure, sure. My, my professional background is I'm a registered nurse and a public health nurse, trained as a public health nurse. And I came up to Ukiah um, to work at the hospital here and worked for a, a decade and a half in the emergency room and in the ICU. Um, and during that time, as an avid trail user, hiker, and mountain biker, um, I realized that our trails in this area, we don't have enough of them and the ones that we had were in very, very bad shape. So um, I got together with some friends and we formed the Ukiah Valley Trail Group. Um, so how many miles, just, just briefly on the trail group, how many miles of uh, uh, trails have you created? And Well, the Ukiah Valley has, I estimate, a little over 30 miles of trails and we've worked on most of those trails um, in one place or another. Um, we have more trails now than we used to. I mean, I really think that we should probably have something more like 100 miles of trail mm. um, and that would be kind of an overall goal, um, kind of a long-term goal, but we don't have anywhere near enough trail. We built five miles of trail on the east side of Lake Mendocino. We bought we built a mile and a half of uh, City View Trail. We've rerouted and restored almost all the trails on the south side of, the, uh, of Lake Mendocino. And we restored the trails at uh, Mill Creek that were completely overgrown, about three and a half miles of trails up there. Mm -hmm. And we have plans, um, hopefully in the very near future, to build an additional mile of trail um, above City View Trail. Which is uh, at Logat Park. At Logat Park. And we have a, a plan and a almost complete CEQA document to build four to five miles of new trail um, out at v the end of Vichy Springs. 
And when you say we, we're talking volunteers? Yeah, Ukiah Valley Trail Group is all volunteer. There was a period um, of about five or six years where I was working for Walk and Bike Mendocino. I got some grants and was able to kind of transition myself out of working um, in the acute care setting and was able to really work on health promotion work is which how I think of the work that I do um, both with the when I was working for the trail group working for walk and bike Mendocino and now working for community services at the city um, I feel like I'm really doing still acting in many ways as a nurse doing true health promotion work as opposed to when I was working in the hospital and taking care of people when it was mostly too late right um, <laughs> so um, I don't know. Did I catch your your question there? Definitely. Yeah. I want to uh, just uh, go for a moment to Walk and Bike Mendocino and uh, wh what were the activities of Walk and Bike Mendocino? How is it connected to North Coast Opportunities? And what is you're not working for Walk and Bike Mendocino now, but they're still busy. Yeah, Walk and Bike Mendocino is still an active program of North Coast Opportunities. Um, we formed Walk and Bike Mendocino. Um, it was another kind of uh, group effort, you know, people in the Ukiah area really, actually, you know, you know, I take that back. It was Dan Jardy, your <laughs> co-host, <Yeah. laughs> who um, uh, formed a Facebook page called Walk and Bike Mendocino, I don't know, 2000 and I, I forget how long ago it was, but he formed a Facebook group and it really took off. And we took, we did some activities here in Ukiah and we did a, 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 fashion show a bicycle fashion show in yeah, downtown yeah my son was in that yeah, fashion show right right it was super fun and um and it was like it felt like things were kind of taking off um but then when i said well let's do this again next year all the volunteers were kind of like yeah that was really fun we don't but we don't want to go through that much effort again and it really crystallized for me that we really needed a professional organization and we needed funding to be able to continue that kind of advocacy so at that point i started really fundraising to try and um find the money to to make that a full-time uh thing mm -hmm. i hired someone part-time and then that didn't really work out so i ended up taking the job part-time and addition eventually was able to get the grant funding to allow me to work full-time and i transitioned um fully out of a, i had been working a little bit as a public health nurse as a part of the transition that i was doing and um ended up uh finding the funding that allowed me to spend about 80 percent of my working hours working for walk and bike mendocino and 20 percent of my hours working for ukiah valley trail group mm -hmm. um so it was really a matter of finding the funding to make these things professional organizations because although we have tons of volunteers and volunteers are super important and community engagement super important at a certain point you need people who have the time and the skill sets to to really um, go after larger projects in a consistent way right so one of the grants that um, well, I guess the city received the grant, but that Walk and Bike Mendocino was very involved in was beginning and and extending and and gradually the the Great Redwood Trail. Um, can yeah. you tell listeners about the Great Redwood Trail, the vision for the trail, and the involvement of Senator McGuire? And yeah, the the vision of the, the the Great Redwood Trail, of course, is to create to turn the railroad corridor um, that was formerly managed by North Coast Railroad Authority, the railroad corridor that extends all the way from the San Francisco Bay up to Humboldt Bay, 350 miles. Um, and right now, the corridor um, from Willits North has been rail banked. 
and um, sections all up and down the trail are being transitioned from rail service to uh, to trails. Um, in the southern end of it, it's with SMART, the Sonoma Marin Area Rapid Transit, and they're really doing a rail with trail approach to it so that there's trails along the active rail lines. And we're really in a transition uh, period here from Cloverdale through Willits, trying to figure out how exactly we manage that corridor. Um, do we have to continue doing it as a rail with trail, or can we really move to a rail to trail um, prospect? process mm -hmm. and from Willits North it's it's definitely moving forward on a rail two trail. Well what are the what are the barriers to a a, a you know a rail getting rid of the current rail right now what well, you know i'm going to i'm going to take a one step farther back from that and say you know well why don't we have rail i mean you know as an environmentalist yeah i mean rail rail service would be awesome um, the unfortunate reality is we had the um, north coast railroad authority for 20 to 30 years working on trying to bring rail service back and it just hasn't penciled out and in our current environment it doesn't pencil out um and so that's why we're now looking at rail bank um, which is a process, a legal, federally uh, mandated process or uh, orchestrated process that, that allows you to transition the railroad corridor into being used for trail service while maintaining the right-of-way so that if in some point in the future we reach a point where the rail service could financially work, we can bring the rail service back. Well, they would just somehow get rid of the trails and... Yeah, or you'd go, you'd add the trail, you'd add this railroad service back next to the trail or that kind of thing. The The reality is that usually when a, a railroad corridor gets rail banked, they usually don't come back. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there's, you know, it's it's maybe in some way still new. It's 50 years of rail banking, maybe since the... I, and I'm, I'm making that number up. I don't really know. 30 to 50 years that all over the United States various rail corridors have been turned have been transitioned and the rail banking process has happened mm -hmm. and in, and rarely has it ha, do they go back in the other direction mm -hmm. um, but that's where we're at right now rail banking is I, I is is happening for Willits North and we're really in a transition of trying to find out what we're gonna how we're gonna manage the corridor from Cloverdale to Willits from Will from Cloverdale south it, it will be a, a rail with trail and how much of the Great Ridgewood Trail has been developed here in Ukiah, in the Ukiah Valley. Right now we have two miles that we've completed and we have the funding to very nearly double it and we expect, and that project is in, in, in process, uh, funding from the California Natural Resources Agency, City of Ukiah um, sponsored project um, that we hope that construction will start in the spring and people will be, at this time next year, people will be uh, on the trail with it being four miles long instead of two. And so it will extend uh, to the south how far? Extends to the south, um, at least to Plant Road, um, and we're kind of playing with it maybe down to Taylor, which most people probably don't reckon. Plant Road is right there where the... Where the um, the transfer station. transfer station is yeah um but it gets you down to norg past norgard lane so all the people on the south end of town and i think that's a really critical piece of that puzzle is that all the people who are on the south end of town who may choose to or want to have at least the choice of walking or biking can get over to the trail on the south side of the airport and use that rail the the great redwood trail as a transportation corridor an active transportation corridor 
non-motorized transportation corridor um, to, to, to get to the north end of town. Mm-hmm. And are we seeing the Great River Trail being used as a transportation corridor? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, we weren't even completed and, you know, it, you know, and people were starting to use it. Um, you know, a, a lot of the transportation, a lot of times it's lower income people who are the first to really use that, the people who can't afford a car, um, you know, to get on the walk and bike uh, bandwagon here. You know, the average used car now, it costs $26,000. The average American spends eight to $9,000 per year on a car it's a cost that's uh, approaching the cost of housing for people and so if you're you know marginally employed or you know don't have a lot of uh, resources transportation when you have to rely on a car is absurdly expensive right. and and so having a bike or being able to walk is is a very inexpensive way alternative and so the first people to kind of populate the trail are are lower income people who are like cool I can get to the north end of town without you know having to dance with cars and paying attention to the needs of people who don't have cars don't use cars it's really an equity issue and it's an mm-hmm. obligation i think of 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 government to to uh you know we we all pay taxes and to support right to support our streets and all that and and they need to be available for everybody to use regardless it's an absolutely an equity issue and it's the argument that i made when i went to north coast opportunities and said that walk and bike mendocino made sense as a program of north coast opportunities um it's a community action agency north coast opportunities primary mission is to help people of limited means and so you know i kind of had to kind of honest to be honest i had to kind of explain that to people kind of say you know like this really is it's not just about people being able it's not about wealthy people riding carbon fiber bicycles although there's nothing wrong with that um it's also about people being able to make the choice to to get around in a healthy way and in a, in a very affordable way. And if you're trying to transition out of a, a place of poverty, trying to get that job that'll help you get get housing, if you can divorce yourself from the necessity of owning a car, it's a huge leg up. And we're really serving that population of people by providing a transportation corridor that gives people the freedom to choose not to spend that much money on transportation. Well said. I've said it before, so it's kind of practiced. (laughs) Well, in case you've just tuned in, you're listening to Citizen U, a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy, and with that, your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. Today, I'm speaking with Neil Davis, who is a life long trails advocate, trail builder, and who's been working on building trails for hikers, bikers, and everyone wanting to recreate or commute around Mendocino County without a car. So I want to tell listeners that I'm going to open the phone lines uh, around 930. So if you have questions, please call in. Um, I'd like to switch over to some of the complaints or issues associated with trails and I know I've been on the Great Redwood Trail through Ukiah and I see a lot of homeless people and garbage and um, I wonder if you could talk about um, the the issues that um, that keep people you know away from there sure sure the the, the railroad corridor um, like most railroad corridors traditionally the city the city of Ukiah built up around the corridor but 
people didn't you you people don't want to live right next to a railroad corridor um particularly when there's a railroad on it because they're loud and they're noisy and so you have industry develop around uh the railroad corridor and that's the history of that corridor the history of the corridor is that it was it was a, an industry kind of thing it wasn't developed as a pretty place it wasn't developed developed with homes along it and trails along it it was developed with industry businesses had their their buildings the, their back doors right up against the trail around the against against the rail and we're moving things in and out of it so when when the railroad stopped being there we're left with this kind of blighted corridor and for a long time for decades nobody used that corridor except people who wanted a place to go there where they wouldn't be seen so we really developed kind of a tradition and uh, uh, I, I, I don't know a culture almost of it being this kind of blighted corridor that was there and we're trying to to take that back and 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 invest in the corridor to make it no longer a blighted place. Um, as soon as we built the first section of trail uh, about five years ago, most of the homeless, I mean, and people don't remember this, but yes, you see homeless people on the railroad corridor, just as we see people, homeless people all around town. People associate homeless with the railroad corridor because of that history. But really, there's probably not more people, more homeless on the railroad corridor than there are in any number of other spots around town. Um, they're just, just becoming more visible. They're more visible. They're be they're becoming more visible, um, and so most of it, the the railroad corridor hugely improved just when we made that first section of uh, of trail and each section of trail that we complete we see more people using the trail um, we've applied for a grant fund I'm really excited about it. clean California. we meaning the city, we, the, city of of, the city of Ukiah applied for uh, grant funding from clean California Caltrans grant um, if we get that funding it's going to allow us to do a lot at a lot of amenities a lot of landscaping we need to do things to make it just a, a nicer place to do, a nicer place to be. Um, maybe, a, and we're hoping for a dog park. A little more attractive. Park, a little more attractive, more reasons for people to use it, for people who aren't using it as a transportation corridor, um, more people to come and use it as a recreation corridor, and and be able to kind of rebrand it, you know, to... Mm -hmm. to use that kind of term um, but I, I think just getting more people on it will make people more comfortable um, knowing feeling like you know it's not me and the two homeless people over there you know if it's 20 of us and the two homeless people over there the homeless doesn't seem quite as intimidating right so it's a matter of getting more people on the trail and continuing to improve it um, but I think if if people remember or could see what it looked like six or seven years ago it is so much better than it was and every year it's it's better than it was the year before mm -hmm. we're really on a great trajectory with this well so i have a related question which is about extending trails whether it's the great redwood trail or uh say say the extension to the city view trail logap park that that gets near to private property and put what private property owners issues and um, concerns are about that. I just will give you a quick anecdote that a, a, 
somebody I know who lives on Old River Road, which is on the eastern, for people who don't know, it's on the eastern side of the Ukiah Valley and, and goes from Hopland uh, and north up to Talmadge. And there are a lot of vineyards and, and homes along that stretch. There's been a remarkable amount of litter and garbage along there. I mean, from pig carcass to needles, and it's, it's, it's worse than it has ever been. And this person told me, who lives on that road, that this is affecting property owners' uh, you know, making them more nervous about the Great Redwood Trail as it extends, you know, to to the to the south towards Hopland. So, what can you say to to people who have those concerns? Um, well, I'm I'm kind of curious about that particular complaint. Um, you know, along Old River Road, because uh, there there aren't trail users there. And so uh, I don't know exactly what the problem is that, or why they would be seeing an increase in, in litter and pig carcasses or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I don't see the association between that and trails and bice. I don't think it's bicyclists who are li- li- littering along Old River Road and I don't think they're dropping off pig carcasses. Well, I think so, the concern I mean, is that people, what, you know, in this case, they're not using a trail, but but if if the trail you know extends to the south toward Hopland, and we have these people who do cause litter and they don't want them you know they're afraid of fire danger right. and yeah, yeah we maybe just got a little distracted with, with the details of that, that particular <laughs> I was, example but it was I, astounding I, I couldn't wrap my head around that one but um you know th- this is a very common thing particularly when we build new trails um the complaints that we hear the concerns and it's usually concerns prior to construction um the concerns are vandalism um graffiti litter um fire trespass um and people are very concerned about these things and um and it's because they're these things do at times happen what we know statistically is that property values increase when trails are built near people's homes and and i i really get it you know if you have a home it's if you're a homeowner it's likely your single biggest investment and the biggest part of your uh, personal wealth and so anything that changes near your home becomes really concerning Um, and so people are very reluctant to they're very risk intolerant around that asset the interesting thing, though, is that while we're scared about seeing a trail being built near our home, and we and people often fight trails being built near their home, if you talk to realtors, they will tell you that nothing's going to increase the value of your home more than having a trail near it. And you will frequently see in a real estate listings, how one of the features they'll mention is that we're close to trails. And when people ask, and when realtors do surveys of what people are looking for they're typically looking for places that are walkable bikeable and have trails and parks very nearby so the exact features that people are looking for when they're buying homes ironically become the features that people are afraid about having added near their existing homes right so it's kind of a a funny kind of ironic thing and all you can really do is talk to people and say no, honest, your your property value is going to go up. It doesn't mean that there won't ever be any issues. But overall, this is going to be a beneficial thing to you and your community. Right. 
All right, so we're, we're this is Citizen U. We're talking about trails this morning with um, Neil with Davis. Ne- with Neil <laughs> Davis, and we will open the lines. So if um, callers uh, have questions of Neil, want to talk about trails, the Great Redwood Trail, um, please please do call in. I want to uh, also talk about how we fund and may, you know fund the extension of these trails, whether it's the Great River Trail or um, hiking trails, and how they get maintained. Yeah, it, it's a real challenge. Um, you know, we live in a very car-centric society, and there's uh, almost unlimited funds for Caltrans and for road projects and making sure that people can drive everywhere and anywhere they ever might want to go as easily as possible and make sure that they have free parking when they get there and subsidized gas. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to stop that rant. <laughs> but but the, the funding for trails um, tends to be uh, much it's more grant-driven. Um, and trying to find uh, uh, sustainable funding sources for these things that are really very valued by the community. When you talk, you know, I, I mentioned that you know when people look for homes, one of the primary things that they look for are are there trails nearby? Are is are am I is it a walkable community? And yet we're often stuck looking for grant funding to try and and add these kinds of features. Right, that actually benefit community. Maybe we could uh, talk about the benefits to communities. You know, I have a a vision for the rail trail, at least as it passes through the Great this Redwood in, Trail. You mean the Great Redwood Trail as it passes <laughs> the excellent. Away for, stop people from saying rail trail. It's the Great Redwood Trail. The, the <laughs> most excellent Great Redwood Trail right. is it passes through Ukiah, and, and we still see the the remnants of that history you were talking about. Yeah. And and I'm I'm looking forward to um, having a developer see the potential value in purchasing one of these properties um, that face the Redwood Trail, right. building in, and and increasing the housing stock uh, here in Ukiah. So we have a caller. Um, I'm going to take that call. Um, Hello, caller. You're on the air. Please turn your radio off. Okay. Uh, hi, good morning. This is Mike. And I've lived in Ukiah for 20 years. And um, um, I could hardly walk when I first came here. But I managed to get strong through hiking the Valley View Trail. So I'm very excited. And I've uh, been hundreds of times up and, up and down that. Um, so, I'm, but it's the only um, uh, mountain trail uh, in the area. So I'm very excited to hear that there's uh, going to be trails out of VC Springs. Um, so, where's the trailhead going to be for that, and what's the timeline for that? Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, I just want to say how. Um how gratifying it is to to hear that you had that experience um, of being able to regain health um, from having that. You know, I, I mentioned that you know my background's a public health nurse, and you know this is part of the reason that we we talk about the built environment and how if we make opportunities for people to walk in healthy, pleasant places or easily accessible, healthy places, people walk more and they get healthy. And so thanks for sharing that that story of how that's working. Um, the Vichy project um, would be at the end of Vichy, at the, so it's at the old um, dump site. Um, it's 
planned to be capped and as soon as the capping project is complete there's um i forget if it 80 acres or so um that's just to the north of the old um uh dump site um that's really nice oak woodland it's it's really quite beautiful um it, so our the trails wouldn't be on the old dump but they would be just north of it but the trailhead would be at that same location so it gives one more place for all the people who are in that area to to have great trails close to home great thanks for that call we have another one coming in hello caller you're on the air good morning uh, great show i'm a kind of a trail and rail enthusiast I, I live on the railroad tracks in redwood valley and uh it's not a trail are you are you are you referring to that people actually walk on it now? Uh, my kids, I grew my kids grew up there, and the the people that ran the railroad said it's the longest rail the longest playground in the world. Uh, <laughs> don't don't uh, don't start a fire and don't uh, derail the train and yeah and uh, and um, I, I would like to see the rail and trail because even though where Americans and can't do what they did with picks and shovels 100 years ago, I'd like to see the possibility for rail to pull Willits in the future at some point. But, um, you know, it would be really nice to be able to walk from Willits to Hopland and, or, or bike. You know, and it's, it's only, a, what, a 3% grade, so there's no hills to climb. Um, yeah, it creates a... a it, it creates a really nice corridor. Thanks for the call. Um, it creates a, a very walkable corridor, and yeah, there's tremendous benefit. And as I said, you know, with the rail banking process, you do have the the ability to um, bring rail back should uh, it at some point pencil out. And yeah, there's a lot of people who use the corridor right now. If you're you you. you it's trespassing to use it, <laughs> um, uh, but that doesn't mean I, I grew up uh, next to a railroad corridor and we played <laughs> played on the railroad even as trains went by. Um, so yeah, there, there is great opportunity there. Yeah, let's talk about the benefits to communities and potential benefits. Um, well, I, I had mentioned potential housing development that would be along the rail corridor, but imagine if it was uh, the the Great River Trail were. Uh, connected uh, Sonoma County up right. to Ukiah or Willits and all the the businesses that would grow up around that. Yeah, there's there's the the, the benefits that you get are, are you get recreational benefits, you get tourism benefits, you get benefits of businesses that decide that they may want to uh, relocate there, and you get health benefits and and environmental benefits from getting people out of their cars, and so they're decreasing uh, that. I, and I can't remember. I wish I I, I shouldn't quote it because I can't remember specifically, but we had a, a somebody from Alta Planning provide us with a quote of when you take those cumulative benefit benefits, it's millions of dollars of year uh, per year of unrealized benefit that we don't every year that goes by that we have this potential unrealized we're really losing millions of dollars in community benefit yeah it's that's intuitively the case um, so we have another caller hello caller good morning good morning can you hear me all right we hear you please Please uh, state your question or your comment. Okay, great deal. Um, 
this is such a large circle that is going to be created just with this trail. Most of the time, trash from people traveling usually goes away from my experience. I don't have any statistics on that. But my question is, is can we, um, or are they working with the MTA, Jacob King over at MTA, to uh, link from, let's say, Cloverdale to the Hopland area um, for folks for tourism. And um, also another thing that I uh, just wanted to touch on is um, there's a lot of other uh, things besides just biking and walking. There's a lot of other, let's say, self-propelled uh, activities that happen that can happen along this corridor also. It just really enriches the community. Um, it allows older folks to talk to younger folks. Kids learn how to ride bikes, and they actually become a lot better um, drivers. And it's just a great circle that um, you can take cars off the road. It's just a, there's so much benefit. And Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you, Carla, for that bring all those points up thank you thank you no that's that's a really i'm gl- glad that you brought that up um you know we the advent of um electric bikes and the other you know there's there's scooters roller skates rollers, yeah, good old-fashioned roller skates and roller blades but particularly the advent of um e-bikes is really transformative right now we're selling in the united states more per not per capita or anything. There's literally more electric bikes being sold than there are electric cars being sold um, in sheer numbers. And with an electric bike, riding your bike from Redwood Valley or Hopland to Ukiah becomes you know, 10 miles on an electric bike, uh, on, as a previous caller mentioned, on this relative, very flat corridor is really easy. And so it really does open up a lot of opportunities. And, you know, the caller mentioned MTA and connections with that. Super important because if we can develop our, you know, we talk about the first last Last mile mile. challenge, Mm -hmm. you know. So if you're taking public transportation, it's great once you're, you know, for the lion's share of your trip. But you have to get that first mile to the public transportation. And when you get off the public transportation, you have to get that last mile to your destination. And these kinds of assist electric assist vehicles um, are are a, can be a really important por- por- portion of that um, solution because it allows us to address that first and last mile challenge. And I, I know the Mendocino Council of Governments recently had a, a call for proposals to to help people develop plans for how we could better use that kind of uh, um, uh, device in in a rural environment. And I, I hope they got some good proposals. I haven't heard. Yeah, I haven't heard either. All right, we have another call. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. So I'm, I'm hoping that um, you can list uh, wheelchair-accessible trails in Mendocino County, and also um, how would the community go about attempting to get Jackson State Forest, demonstration forest, to have a wheelchair-accessible um, uh, uh, trail in 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 the in in that in our park, uh, and I'll take that off the air. Thank you. Great questions. 
Yeah, let's start with kind of the more manageable piece, probably, which, which is the Jackson Demonstration State Forest. Uh, I, I'm, and I guess a lot of my answer is I'm not sure. Um, I haven't been very involved in that. Uh, years ago, there was a, an advisory group, and and I I talked to those people, but I was never on the advisory group myself. Um, certainly, the demonstration forest should be um, demonstrating not just how to extract uh, timber, but also how to do research and how to um, demonstrate how you sustainable Public forestry access. can happen and recreation access should be a piece of that and certainly um, all of our uh, parks should have some uh, accessible features that's part of the Americans with Disabilities Act uh, uh, mission and why we have that and so if they don't have an accessible uh, trail there um, they need to be making plans for for getting one um, if you're wanting to advocate for that I think you know you could there's a there's a new group that I don't know what their name is um, that's been doing um, some advocacy around that area and then the uh, Mendocino Coast Cyclists traditionally has been very active and a wonderful group a shout, big shout out to Mendocino Coast Cyclists and all the work that they've done um, trail work out there on the on the um, west coast of, of Ukiah, <laughs> west coast of Mendocino <laughs> County. Um, the tremendous work from that group, and they would be people that potentially could give you some resources um, for who you might contact. Um, in terms of accessible trails on the inland of Ukiah and where they're at, the Great Redwood Trail is is the premier. Um, we've got two miles, and it'll soon be four miles, um, and that is accessible trail. Um, another accessible trail is it's not terribly long, but the uh, dam at Lake Mendocino is close to a mile across and is accessible with accessible parking right there. And isn't Red Riverside Park in the city of Ukiah, which yeah, is at the actually, far east end of Gobi Street, has even picnic tables? Good, and, good call. Yeah, mm -hmm. great. I should. I should know that. <laughs> it is um, your part. Is, yeah, I'm kind of in charge of <laughs> that part. You are responsible. Yeah, yeah so it, it's, it's got uh, an ADA trail and, as Mari said, some ADA uh, picnic tables there as well. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's you know, not a comprehensive list, I'm sure. But. Yeah, it's okay. I wanted um, something that I. I very interested in is uh, back to the the funding issue and you know the the Mendocino Coast has a has really has their act together they have a, a district it's called the Mendocino Coast Recreation and Park District and they've been around since 1973 and they they have programs that uh, I mean focus mostly in the most popular populated areas of the coast but I looked on their website and they um, have programs also down in Point Arena uh, so, uh, it's a, it's an excellent way to, to fund, uh, and main, you know, to fund and then continuing to, um, maintain yeah. these programs. I forgot that they're, I'm not sure what their geographic scope is exactly, but it does go down fairly far on the South Coast. Yeah, well, they have, they've partnered um, with, uh, with school districts. Um, oh, okay. and, uh, I, I see a caller, uh, no, they hung up. So let's just, Oh, they're back. Let's take the call, and sure. then we'll go back to the okay. district. We've got that in the, in the back right. pocket if we need it. Priority to callers. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Uh, you mentioned the word community, and I think that that's what's missing, not only at the local level uh, with your uh, trails and parks in Ukiah, 
but uh, the Mendocino County and the state. It's that the community is not involved. The people aren't involved. This is not a grassroots program from the bottom up. Uh, you know, we're told what to do and how to contribute, but we don't get to participate. Just go. You know, uh, uh, it's like you were saying, the state has a lot of money, and... Um, so they're putting up a, a gorgeous website, and they have all of these job openings, but there's no flexibility. There are no flex jobs. Are you talking about the Great Redwood Trail, or what trail are you talking about? No, what I'm, what I, I'm talking about all trails. I'm saying that, you know, like him, who is a nurse and who should be uh, aware of the entire body and how the entire body is affected, the community is not being asked to participate that's why there's no involvement or a lack mm. of participation if people if you put out a, a, a feeler for people to get involved to clean to paint to uh construct to make them you know help them be creative and make it part of their of themselves you know you can't just dictate from the top mm. and tell them what to do because we're tired of that model right well, thank, yeah. thanks for that I'm, I'm sorry that that's that's your experience and your perception of it um what i can tell you is that ukiah valley trail group has held over a hundred trail days and we have volunteers um, helping us build and maintain the trails we've done numerous um, outreach events surveys um, community participation um, events and, and and done everything we can to try and get as much public input as we can each time we uh, reach out for, each time we apply for grant funding we always include an in community engagement um, piece um, apparently we've failed to get to to you and, I, and I'm sorry that's the case. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what more, um, you know, out, ways there are to outreach to the public. Because uh, I mean, I too am aware of the the public outreach um, that's happened in the creation of various trails. Um, and but yeah, we're we're must be missing a segment. We'll we'll continue. I'm open to suggestions. If you have something that is specific that uh, people feel like we could be doing that we're not doing, you know, I'm I'm very well ready to hear that. We have Facebook pages. We have um, various social media accounts. We have websites that have places where you can connect with us. Um, sometimes I come on the radio. Um, which I try I try and do as much as I can to to engage the community because I'm very in, interested in, in the community engagement yeah, part, portion of this. At the closing of the show, too, Will will get um, all of Neil's contact information and you can call him directly. Okay, let's, let's continue talking about uh, ways, you know, districts, park districts, mm -hmm. and, and how they could, how they're beneficial in, in maintaining a park, like, let's say, Logap Park. Well, it does come back, I think, as, you, as we were saying earlier, you know, having a sustainable funding stream is critically important, you know. Um, all the time that I spent working for Walk and Bike, when I was working full-time for Walk and Bike Mendocino and Ukiah Valley Trail Group, a huge portion of my time was spent fundraising. Um, you know, I had to fund my own 
position so I could do that. And it's super frustrating when you're funding kind of going, well, am I, am I just treading water here? Am I fundraising just to pay myself? Or yeah. are we actually able to getting to, you know, m- you have to make enough money, bring in enough money to pay for yourself and then be able to also do projects. And I think we were successful in doing that. But really part of the reason I, I left was just I, I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to keep my own job because my job was reliant on on grant funding um and so i've taken a job where i don't have to do that any longer right um and and luckily i'm in a place where i'm able to do some of this work a lot of this work um uh with some sustainable funding but the the recreation district or the district model yeah what does that mean explain how how it works and 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 why why say inland mendocino county would want to do something like what the coast has done the 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 district model means that you know voters would agree define a a specific geographical area and say this is going to be our defined district and everybody who lives within this geographical area is agreeing to to tax themselves um, to fund a particular thing it could be a fire district it could be a water district there's many different there's a cemetery districts Um, there's a lot of different things that are funded with the district model Um, and so theoretically we could create a park and rec district we could create an open space district or some combination of those um and so part of the challenge is like well the biggest challenge is getting people to like vote to do it but you have to decide well what exactly is our mission going to be is it going to be just parks is it going to be parks and rec because you can go either direction right um or you could in, you can include open space in there and then the second portion of that is like well what's the geographical area that we're going to identify that will get the benefit of that right um, right it's a very it's a very interesting proposition and i i think it's something that should be explored yeah particularly because you know we look at you know right now the city of ukiah is trying to annex um some more property um because the city uh serves uh, an area much larger than uh than than is within the city limits mm-hmm. the taxes come from within the city limits and we provide services within the city limits but we have many many people you know 16,000 people in Ukiah now and various um uh estimates anywhere from 30 to 40,000 per pe- people per day are in Ukiah and we're providing services to all of those people yeah they're using the parks coming to the right. the concerts in the park and so on. Well, we have a we have a caller. Sure. Let's take the call. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Uh, yeah, just in response to that last caller, I'd just like to say that the Ukiah Valley Trail Group, in my experience, has done an exceptional job at community outreach and grassroots organizing. And um, I'm not sure where, why that caller wasn't getting reached. But also, she might have been referring more to macro level. It seems like we're not happy with the state at the state level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for your defense of the Ukiah Valley Trail Group. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we're coming. Uh, we we're coming down to the end of the hour. Um, this is citizen you and my guest today has been neil davis um we've been talking about all things trail and um i'd like to ask you neil if you could i don't know just if you have any closing remarks anything you want to add that we haven't talked about and then to um you know to 
tell listeners how they could reach you or they could reach the trail group or walk and bike mendocino so on sure i'll just kind of start with uh, some of the contact information um you can reach ukiah valley trail group at 707-972-0926 you can also email info at mendotrails.org so that's mendotrails plural.org um and we also have a Facebook presence, and you can get to us that that way and sign up for our new e-newsletter. Walk and Bike Mendocino is a program of North Coast Opportunities. And, and honestly, I'm not sure what their phone number is, um, but uh, you would have to reach out to North Coast Opportunities, and that's N-C-O-I-N-C dot org. Um, so like N-C-O, North Coast Opportunities, Inc., as in incorporated, N-C-O-I-N-C dot org um, to get a hold of North Coast Opportunities to, to find out about any of their wonderful programs, including the Volunteer Network, which is a great supporter and um, asset to Ukiah Valley Trail Group and Walk and Bike Mendocino as we um, outreach to the community. Yeah, um, just in the last couple of minutes, I was just reminded of, uh, I think one of the listeners mentioned volunteers and cleanup. Maybe it was the listener who said there mm -hmm. should be more public outreach and that the grant, the Caltrans grant that was uh, the yeah. city just applied for, uh, is proposes a position that yeah. will coordinate that those sorts of efforts. Can you talk yeah, the, about that for a moment? One of the, that grant, probably the key piece of it, it's got a lot of different moving pieces, um, but the key piece is to hire a program coordinator who would be a volunteer coordinator who would lead um, volunteer work days, graffiti cleanup days, garbage cleanup days, um, potentially... Um, um, native plant planting kinds of activities also help us with um, just our public rate outreach in in general with our new public spaces commission mm -hmm. and hopefully that person will be bilingual we could reach out definitely to the right. large latinx community mm -hmm. in in ukiah yeah and we actually uh, uh, another grant that i'm excited about and we've made it to the second round on that is an outdoor equity grant um, that also we would be hiring a person to lead a a program for youth um, uh, to to youth from disadvantaged backgrounds to introduce them to the outdoors and introduce them to the possibility of careers in outdoor recreation management and environmental um, jobs that would be exciting yeah i'm really I'm, I'm excited about that job and we're in the second round i'm i'm really really hoping we can get that one wow um and just a, another quick question since we're got a few minutes got Let's go. just a minute or two um and that is, uh, what was my question? Um, I can't remember my question. So I will, um, I can't remember my question. That's okay. Um, you know, you, you'd also said, um, <laughs> what, what, what are my, do I have any final comments? And I, I don't know if I have any final comments. I, just, I guess my main comment is, um, you know, get out there and 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 be outside um if you're driving um remember that uh, car owner you know I, i'm just going to say this um electric we hear so much about electric cars and i just want to say electric cars may be the future of cars but cars are not the future of transportation mm, i and, like that saying. and we 
cars are such a huge contributor to climate change. We really need to find ways to get people out of the cars and get people, you know, there's, so, you know, that one caller talked about connections with community. And if you want to connect with your community, get out of your car, walk and ride your bike. You'd be amazed. You hear the birds singing, you go by the playground with the kids playing and you hear the noise of their joyful play. Uh, you smell the flowers as you're going by. You see a friend and you can, you can stop, easily stop and say, hi, how are you? Even if it's just for a minute or two. Whereas if you're in your car, you end up just blasting by in your own hermetically sealed place. Capsule. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think, you know, the built environment is a huge, uh, which is in what's, what's referred to in the built environment is what, what do sidewalks and streets and the way they're designed either contribute or take away from the right. building of community and and I know Dan Jurdy on the coast has for a long time and and we here in Ukiah are trying to improve the built environment so that it is more conducive to you know making the healthy choice the easy choice right so finally uh, in closing Neil how could people reach you if they have any questions um, seven oh seven. Nine seven two zero nine two six, and I also get that email from um, Mendo Trails. So info at mendotrails.org will get to me as well. Great. Well, this has been a really fun show. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being my guest. Um, next, uh, thank next, you. yeah. Uh, on the Citizen U, two weeks from today, Supervisor Dan Jurdy will explore how community members are improving our county by taking action with Mendocino Community Foundation. So that should be interesting. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.